This Friday night, April the 28th, Jason Klaus and Sean Grugel are going into the 90s for Power Trippin' Into the 90s Live Karaoke and Costume Party. Come join the fun and be the star on the stage that you have always wanted to be as we tackle the 1990s. You will also see a live podcast recording with the guys that is going to be hosted by DJ Cassandra Ray. So join us at the Backroads Bar and Grill this Friday, April the 28th, beginning at 8 p.m. for Power Trippin' Into the 90s Live. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another fantastic, wonderful metal episode of hanging with the hitman i'm todd gilbert i'm brett fortney the hitman and today we're going to be talking all about the legendary the mighty metallica that's the best metal voice i have yeah there you go James yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. um the idea sprouted by the new metallica album dropping uh 72 seasons came out last week at the time of this recording we both have listened to it a lot, and uh, we're yeah. going to talk about that. And then we're going to do something controversial here on today's episode. We are Uh-oh. going to rank the Metallica albums. Now, I'm only going to say this once. We're on, we're, it's our personal preferences. This isn't saying that any of the albums are garbage. This isn't saying mm-hmm. that... Our opinion is fact. It's just what we prefer. Um, and that yes. will be later after we talk about the new album. And then we're going to go through each album and talk about why we think the album deserves to be the spot we think it's in. Uh, things we love about those albums, things we don't, etc. But uh, BTC, dot, dot, dot. Right. <laughs> So, first up, though, Friday, last Friday, was a big day for metal fans everywhere, except for me, because Walmart didn't have the record on release day. Um, But thanks to the wonders of Apple Music that a certain person uh, got for me, I uh, was able to listen to it in the car a lot. And, uh, man, I got to say, when the album kicked off, and... uh, the first out, first song I gotta pull the record out because, you know, I gotta 
I, I'm terrible with titles. Um, I know. I was going to tell you that. So kicking off with the title track of 72 seasons, and it just goes right for the right for the throat right at the beginning. It's very, very heavy, very fast, very, um, very aggressive. And and what I really like about this record is that it's groove metal. It's not just thrashy, speedy, whatever. There are songs that James will be playing this riff and Lars will just sit back in the groove for a minute and just hold that in. And any musicians or big music fans will know what I mean. It's a, it's a groove that makes you make that stink face when you're like, mm, is it just going, you know? And I really, really dug that a lot. I do too. I do too. That's, you see, that's where I don't, I've told you this before. I, I don't like thrash metal so much. Same. And as they've gotten older, if they've gotten more into the groove or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and just slowed their stuff down a little bit, I'm fine with that. I mean, thrashing is cool. And if you still got it, you can do it. You know, go do that on stage and yeah. cool and stuff. But um, I like a, you know, I like a lot of these songs because they're they're groove, like you said, they're they're groove heavy. Yeah, exactly. They're riff heavy, the groove and riff, heavy, you know, riff too. Also, a lot of riffs, a lot of riffs. Now, now Metallica, you know, they did literally invent a style. I mean, oh, thrash sure. thrash metal was pioneered by by Metallica. You know, Metallica. Yes. yes. Uh, and then right along them, uh, we get get Slayer and Anthrax uh, and Megadeth. You know, they they did a tour called the Big Four, as they oh, were yeah, the, yeah. they're the Big Four of of thrash and heavy metal. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as Metallica got older and became better writers and, you know, just learned more new tricks, their music evolved too. And that's one thing I love is that Metallica never phones it in. They're they're not afraid to try stuff as the Lou Reed album demonstrated. (laughs) Yeah, now that's yeah. not on our list for later because that's technically not a Metallica album. But um, right, 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 right. But I love that they try new things and that you know the audience gets to grow with them. I think that's really yeah. cool. That's what you, we were we were talking about this. See, here's what we did for the week: gave the you know assignment. Yeah, I said let's listen to every uh, every one of the Metallica albums so we can talk about them since in chronological order. Talk about. In yes, order, we had to yes. do them in chronological order. When you do it that way, almost like you know, not unlike some of the uh, some of the uh, characters in some of our Marvel comics and whatnot. If you go in certain orders, you get different results. And this one, yeah. you you go in the order of their releases, and you can actually see them uh, see them mature. Musically, uh, lyrically, you know, definitely musically for sure. Yeah. Production wise, sometimes they take a step back, but you know, production wise, it seems like it'd be getting better too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, yeah. they start out as a bunch of young kids that are just kind of still learning what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I apologize if, it's, if my face is a little dark. It's later than we normally record, and I don't want to get the big light out to put on my face. But, um, <laughs> but yeah unfortunately so, my light's really bright i mean hey you don't have to have fancy lighting for you you just turn it on it must be you nice don't. turn it uh, on i'm under a light 
turn it on again. Anyway, um, no, I'm I'm under light, like I'm being, you know, like interrogated or almost, or abducted but. by aliens. Either or, right? <laughs> right Why right. not both? No, uh, <laughs> why not? So for me, I really enjoyed the record. I think it's it's cool. I I, I have certain songs that I just love, and I know it was the first single and all that. But Lux Eterna, that song just that song just rips. That is such yes. a jam with a double yeah, bass and very like it's got some Judas Priest elements to it. It's got some like some Diamond Head yeah. like influences stuff. Like it's got some really cool like Metallica harkening back to their influences, which I think was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can could, I could feel that too. There's a couple I just, because I just, before we started doing this, I was like recapping, you Same. know. Um, and so this, yeah, there was one song and I can't remember because I don't have the uh, physical copy. I do have a burn CD, which in the CD player that I'm playing it through actually tells the titles. So yeah. I know it that way, but, you know, I can't really play it in, you know, copyright right. and all that. Copyright. We're not do that. But there was one song on there, kind of like towards the endish middle, maybe mm-hmm. like three fourths done, maybe. Um, it harked back to an older style, like almost like a. Are you talking about the know, one maybe? where, like, the one where his voice gets like super high? Well, he did. He did that, but I mean, this one almost could have been an Unforgiven Four at the beginning. Oh, I'm like, no, no. Um, you know what I mean? I can't remember. I don't remember what it was called, but hold on. Oh, Room of Mirrors. Room of Mirrors. Yeah. I like that one too. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. That is a great song. And every song has a music video, which is fun. You can go on YouTube and watch a video for every song. That Um, I did not know. Thanks for letting me know. In advance. In advance, but not. (laughs) Well, I just found it out myself. Um but yeah, I finished so I I'm gonna give it, you know. I'm going to give it an a, a positive thumbs up. You know, I don't like to do rankings like four out of five, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It always changes yeah, yeah. for me, you know? Yeah, it does. Um, it does. Just like the list. Some of the review out. Yeah. I'm just sorry. like the list that we No, You're fine. Just like the list we have right now. It's what it is right now, but that's it might what, change. That's what I was going to say. Cause you know, like I said, I was going through this this week. I'm like, God, that album wasn't as, is it wasn't as terrible as I remember it to be. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I see something else that I thought was going to sound really cool. And I'm like, Oh, that didn't date that. Good. That wasn't a yeah. well dated sound right there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, it all, it's, it's going to always change. This week well, is something change different than what it will be next week for sure. Right. And, and what we had to do for the list is we had to take certain factors out meaning we have to remove historical significance from the ranking system. Because if you don't do that, you're going to put albums in spots based on what they mean, not what they are. Does that make sense? I think I, I'm following Like, you there. oh, this is the first album that they did this, so it's got to be ranked high. Well, not uh, necessarily. Uh, oh, this is where they cut their hair. <laughs> This is See, the one where they cut their hair, man. We'll get to that. Well, I, I got opinions on that, but um, so yeah, we definitely recommend going out and checking out the new record. Stream it if you don't like, you know, supporting music, um, or go to the store and buy it, like Brett and I do. We like to buy things. Yeah, 
we we support artists by buying their things. If you look at, at the video that we're watching, if you're watching the videos behind me and behind Brett, you'll see a lot of records and CDs and stuff because we support. Anyway, so moving on to the uh, the controversial part of this episode. So, all right, when we were going through listening to all the songs, and. What I did is I, when I did the rough draft, I, I wrote down every album and I also thought, okay, what qualifies as a studio album? Because if you go into live albums and stuff like that, you're going to be here all day. So I went with just studio albums. Now, the only exception I made was Garage Inc. Because while it's not news, it's not original Metallica songs. It's a studio record. It's not a live record. It's, you know, it's yeah, newly recorded stuff. And songs. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I went through and I listed them all. And as I'm listening to the songs, I'm moving the, the albums around, you know. And what we're going to do is I'm going to go, we're going to go from bottom to top. So, worst to best. And I can already tell you that the Metallica hipsters are going to hate this list. Because oh. because Kill 'Em All is not one of the top three, and everything with Cliff Burton isn't the top three. And before we do the list, I, I do want to talk about this for a hot second. There's a weird camp of Metallica fans that basically think Metallica hasn't done anything good since Cliff Burton died. I can't roll with True. that. I can't. I can't get on board with that. I I don't. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think it's accurate. I, I really think that the musicianship is what matters the most. When I, when I look at this stuff and the quality of songs and stuff and they didn't even have a, a, a radio single until after cliff was gone. Now, not saying that that's the qualification of a good song, but for me, becoming popular and mainstream in the conscious of everybody means you're doing something right. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Um, yeah. But also Metallica, you know, they, even after that, after Jason passed, you know, it was in the band and then after he left and they've gone back and made thrash metal albums again. And no matter what they do, the the Metallica hipsters aren't going to be happy about it. And nothing you can do can satisfy them. They they want every album to be Master of Puppets. And it's just, why? What's the point? Like, (laughs) if if you don't grow, you know, you're going to fade away because no one's, you're going to only apply to appeal to a niche audience. And no one's, you're not going to apply to the masses. Thus, you're not going to sell records. Thus, your band is going to go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I know that there are, listen though. Well, yes, I do. And I just thought of this point and I don't even know if this is a valid point, but let's say that's true. But if it wasn't for that, and like we said earlier, how they invented a genre, how is somebody going to invent a genre if they don't just do what they do and not conform? Right. And And people try to catch on, you know, to have people catch on before. 
Yeah, go ahead. But see, I don't think they ever conformed, though. I don't think. No, that's, I don't yeah. think other albums were them going. Well, we need to appeal to people, so we better start playing it different. I think. <laughs> I think they They're grew. Just growing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And they did yeah. this weird thing, like getting a producer. Weird, you know. Um, and then bass started being audible on records. It's crazy, but like, I yeah. honestly think they just became better songwriters. I really do. And that's not yes. to say Master of Puppets isn't a great record. We'll get to that. Um, but going back to the list. So number 10 was my hardest one. Because it flips between two albums all the time. One, everybody's going to agree with one. Nobody's going to agree with of the diehards or what have you. And I landed on this is number 10, but number nine is the one that you think number 10 should probably be for me. For me, (laughs) number, number 10 is kill them all. I, and I know what you're going to, what you're, yes. As you can see, Brett's holding it up there. Thank you. Visual aids, man. They're helpful. (laughs) I know know what you're thinking. Blasphemy. The birth Uh, of thrash metal, the you know seek and destroy uh no remorse the four horsemen jump in the fire jump in the fire solo jump in the fire solo come on man no that That solo is great um there are good songs and again none of these albums i'm putting i'm saying they suck i know I'm just they're, making a little more drama. I'm least, putting a little more drama in. Oh, no, you're fine. They're my least favorite of my favorites. You know what I mean? I, get it. I know what you're saying. Because U2 and Metallica are my favorite bands. I love every right. album in one way or another. Yeah. But but yeah. I really struggled getting through Kill 'Em All because it's so high endy. Like the mix is terrible. It's a horrible mix. James mm-hmm. is on a tune on a few songs. And like... Like when the guitar solos came in on a couple of songs, it almost hurt my ears. And I know I'm sounding oh, like a 90 year old band now, but like, no, I know what you're saying. It, I know what you're saying. It was abrasive and just, just, I didn't care for it. And my cat won't shut up. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't care. For, <laughs> no, the, I, like the, um, the way that I listened to it myself, this was probably what we started like Sunday night or Monday or something like that. Right. Right. Then we start Monday saying that so i put on kill them all and thank god i don't even know i hope that it made a difference i put my stereo over here on uh studio mix yeah which means like hopefully there'll be a lot of instruments and not just a lot of tinny things going on plus i had to remaster i'm holding up the remaster of it because i don't have all the remasters which kind of bugs me out but anyway so i'm listening i'm like okay yeah i, I yeah i I like, you know, I have never really heard it in the remastered form to have so many uh, elements that you really never heard before, like bass. Um, <laughs> that really wasn't on this album. I'm not going to say yeah. that one. I'm not going to, let's just skip what I just yeah. said about that one. <laughs> but I don't know. See, you've, we've kind of made this conjoined list, and I don't know if I even have a list. I don't even know how I could do that. Because but like you said, I, have me. I got some, your back, bro. I got your back. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm follow you. I got like your Uncle back. Cracker said. Ha! Don't right. do it. He didn't say that part. He didn't say that part, but the first part he said. Don't like, do what Uncle I mean? Cracker says. Don't ever do what Uncle Cracker says. Don't do that. 
Don't so, follow him, Chad. No. So, uh, <laughs> so after Kill 'Em All, now I just—it's a poorly produced record. It's the mix is terrible, and you're not going to tell me that the lyrics on Kill 'Em All are great. They're not. Got the right. metal madness going to kick some ass tonight. No life to leather. Blah blah blah. Like I. I get it, but also there are teenagers screaming into microphones, playing super fast. Now, we gotta, yeah, we got to know that they're like they're in their late eight, or in their late teens and early twenties, weren't they around that time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So we leave number ten, kill them all. I could talk about that all day. We don't want to get too deep in rabbit hole there. Number nine <clears throat> on the list, Saint Anger. Okay. Now that's the one everybody thinks should be number 10. St. Anger has the most haters out of every album because Lars turned off the snare on his snare drum. And that's what I was gonna say. And there's no guitar solos. But that's oh yeah, I forgot about that part. But I argue it's a little better because it plays again into that experimentation we were talking about. Yeah. And the fearlessness of trying new things. And there are some good songs on the record. I love yeah. uh, some of my favorites. I loved Frantic. I thought that song was awesome. Shoot yes, Me Again yes. is a great song. Uh, Unnamed Feeling is my favorite song on the whole album. Now, Oh, yeah, me too. It's, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me now, too. Just, yeah. just like Kill Em All, though, there's a lot of stinkers. So that's why I, I fluctuate between the two, because... They both kind of, you know, meh. Um, but for now, that's my num- That's number nine for me. I'm holding up Saint Anger to show people which one he's talking number about. Ele- number okay. eleven, I mean. So Kill 'Em All is number twelve. Okay. I can, I can math. Saint Anger is number eleven. Okay, I wasn't sure if you're doing ten or twelve. So you're uh, twelve. At, you're doing the twelve. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Coming in at number ten. Reload. <laughs> Reload. Oh. My oh. reasoning, my reasoning being now the first four songs on Reload. Fuel. Holding it up. Right. Look at the track list. Make sure check my math here. The first four songs. Okay, I got you. Of uh, Fuel. Yes. Memory remains. Memory remains. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. I got this. Fuel. Memory remains. I know. I know you. I know you do. Carpe diem? No. No. What's number three? That's the way uh, Devil's Dance. Devil's Dance, yes. And then number four? Uh, The Unforgiven 2. Unforgiven 2. And then then after those four, Carpe Diem Baby is awesome, but the rest of the songs seem like a bunch of B-sides left off a load. Okay, so here, yes. Like I said before, like, again, like I've said it with many other groups and artists, like sometimes they put out albums really close. They feel like they should have been good, really good. Take out a couple of those, make it a really good defined double, you know, album or whatever. Yeah. But what I was saying, number one, I don't know why, but I'm always a sucker for the Unforgiven, all three of them. I don't know why that is, but I am. And number two is on here. But see, here's what I was talking about earlier when I was saying that some songs that just didn't hold up to me mm-hmm. when i remember getting this album one of my favorite al- songs on this su- album was a song called better than you oh man and i remember 
And I remember, yeah. re- I remember really liking it, you know. And then mm-hmm. when I was listening to it, uh, with Wednesday, Thursday, I don't know. Every day just kind of blended. It was Metallica every day, so I don't know. Right. But uh, it just didn't hold up as much to me for some reason. Yeah. I didn't feel. Maybe it's just me, or maybe I just wasn't in the mood for that. I, you know, people have issues sometimes. So maybe it was just me. But when I would listen to it, I, I was just like. Mm. I thought I liked that better. No, than that. I'm, I'm I'm with you there. And reload, yeah, you're right. The two, and we'll get to the other one in a minute because it's not next yet. But the they could have been a double album. But that's why reload yeah. for me is is next on that list because after those five songs, those five songs are slam dunk awesome. I even love the second Unforgiven. I'm one of those guys. But yeah, the other songs, eh, like meh. So. Number nine, Garage Number Inc. Nine. Oh, okay. Now, All right. Garage Inc., I put lower for a couple reasons. Great record, first of all. Yeah. Uh, now, what Garage Inc. is, it's it's a compilation of the original Garage Days. There it is. Brett's holding it up right there for those watching on the video. Uh, is that regular or revisited? Did it say? Yeah, it's the revisited. No, revisited is great because revisited has extra songs. So, Garage Inc. Garage Inc. is Garage Days revisited plus a second disc of all new covers. Now, this is a different one. This this is the original Garage Days that I just showed you. Yep. Is it okay? Because it's a real label and everything. I got it when I worked at the record store. It's it's on Mercury and everything. They were all real. They weren't bootlegs. bootlegs. There's some bootlegs. I think they were bootlegs. I really do. But there's a lot uh, of bootlegs in the garage going around. Oh yeah. So the second disc, now the first disc is great. The first, the original stuff, you know, their version of stone cold crazy, I think is awesome. Um, um, Oh, what was it? Am I evil is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like there's some great stuff. And then disc two, their version of turn the page. I like better than the original. Uh, not saying the original sucks. The original is an amazing song. I'm just, but I'm just what Metallica you. did with it. I, yeah, I, I just love it. And their version of Whiskey in the Jar. And That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their Skinnered cover, Tuesday's, Tuesday's gone, with, gone with John Popper on harmonica. Like, come on, it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. you know that, but also they aren't breaking any new ground. Which is why it's not higher on the list. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Num- number eight. Yes. Load. Oh, yeah. <gasps> All right. This I have now, to show it. I am showing it to the public. Yes. There it is. The mix of blood and uh, something that comes yeah. out of a dude other on stuff. that album cover. Yep, um, other stuff. Other stuff. Now, this album was controversial in many ways. Um, mostly in the sense that for some reason, Metallica cutting their hair means they're sellouts. Now, mm-hmm. anybody that's ever had long hair will tell you maintaining long hair sucks. <laughs> they're, yeah. and they're in their probably what mid to late thirties at this point. And probably, yeah. you know, they're like, you know what? Let's just not. And like the length of hair doesn't matter. But also the reason that load is a little lower on the list is, but above reload is it suffers from the same thing that reload does, but it has a lot more like 
So for me, once you get through the seven tunes, you got Ain't My Bitch, Two by Four, How's the Jack Built, Until It Sleeps, King Nothing. Yes. Uh, Hero of the Day, The the Cure. Hero of the Day. Yep. Then The Cure, then Bleeding Me. And then what's after that? No, Bleeding Me, then The Cure. Then The Cure, yes. But then you get into crap like Ronnie and Poor Twisted Me and uh but mama said was pretty good but mama said mama is said great pretty- yeah and outlaw torn which is the last song on the album is amazing is that that slow one is it has yeah. like a, almost has like a western almost uh-huh. like bon jovi doing mm-hmm. yep. kind of thing wasn't that yeah. kind of, is that the mm-hmm. one yeah see i forgot all about that when i listened to it last time I'm like oh and yeah I also i like all, that kind of metallica yeah all the guitar solos all the guitar solos on that song are James. All oh, cool. He is nice. a very underrated guitar player. His stuff is great. But yes, sure. that's load went higher than reload because while it suffers from the same thing load does while it has some filler stuff, it is a way better record. And when load came out, I listened to that bad boy front to back for a long time. And honestly, when we were listening through the discography again, it was my favorite re-listen. Because all, this, all the songs that I loved on it are just still so wonderful to listen to. Yes. It's like, there's so many good songs in a row on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of like another one that will come up way earlier, I'm sure. Yep. Um, or later, I mean. Yeah. But, um, you know, like the first, they, they, they put the track listing. I am showing like how they do the track listing yeah. on the CD. You know, almost it like a side has. A and side B. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a side A, side B, and I feel like the side A has got like all the jams. Yeah, the side, side A is a, yeah, side A is a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, yes. Now yeah. is it thrash fast metal? No, but it's I they love it. it. They call it something. It. They call it something. I read about it yesterday as I was trying to read about things. They call it. They wanted to. It was more blues. Both of the they call it blues, blues metal. They went. Well, they didn't call it blues metal, but they were trying to go more with the blues yeah. style. On these but I, I thought that's it was exactly, great. I mean, that's what because it still yeah, sounds too, like them. That those two albums right there, though, along with the album The King right before the one we're talking about, uh, all was a time period where I thought all their songs are cool. They're all good. Yeah, you know, I thought that groove metal or what we're calling it, it's whatever we're calling now. But yeah, those. The first one, a little more metal. The one we're talking yeah. about, that, that it's so dark, it's whatever. But um, the loads, I feel like, are very uh, almost like radio friendly because they're not really, you know, like they're, they're melodies and there's like yeah. some beats going on there for a minute. It's almost like damn, um, Lars is almost keeping a four to four through the whole song. Yeah, four on the four on the floor. For the whole song, that's not yeah. Metallica, but that was kind of cool. That's and it worked. Cool. Yeah. It did. Yes, it did. Um, next up, number seven on the list, uh-huh. the new album, 72 Seasons. Okay. Um, I don't have copy. Because, oh, hold on, I got you. I got you. For those watching at home, I got you. There it is. I'm going to probably get the CD. I know. I, I'm uh, a sucker. I I got the Walmart yellow with black swirl. It's fun. But um, because while I really enjoy it, 
I didn't put it as high as a few these next ones because while the songs have some great songs, there's not a lot of catchy hooks that I could sing you from the record. And yes. that's not saying the right. record's bad. The record, I love it. I like it. I listen to it. I like it. But it's very indulgent at times as far as like the very last track on it, which I always get the name wrong, is um I know. Anamorata, I think is how you say it. It's the longest Metallica song ever. It literally. It's awesome, but man, does it take a minute? How long is it? Over 11 minutes. Oh, Um, okay. And again, 72 seasons, I like the record. But I would not put it as high as this next one, number six, and Justice for All. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. justice for all. Now, let me preface it with this. Yes, there she is. Uh, for all you cover. super Metallica nerds out there, that's Doris uh, on the cover oh, there. there. That is. It is not Lady Justice. Her name is Doris. The um, pop vinyl company screwed that up. Um, uh-huh. So, um, the reason this album isn't higher, and it would be. Is there's no bass guitar? Yes. Where's the bass, James Hetfield? Yeah, <laughs> I did want to. This is what happens when you let a guitar player and a drummer produce your record. That's what happens. <sighs> I I wanted to say something a couple albums ago, and I forgot to say it, so I just got to slip this in there because it kind of is kind of what we're talking about right here, right? Yeah. There's no bass on here. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Saint Anger would have been so much better if somebody would have told Lars to just put the you know, spring up put the spring up that's all you gotta do put the spring up on the snare make is it there, like pop a little more i don't know because it's you're talking like are they trying to do like cake songs or something or what uh, is it? or tool <laughs> yeah like it's tool funny for, somebody for sure. made Maybe versions time. Yeah. yeah so there are there is a second disc that came with that album and it's them yeah. playing all the songs live and he has the snare on uh-huh. and they sound so much better yeah but um, <laughs> but yeah, injustice for all. Why every song though? Why every song? I don't know. I'm at why every Ex- song. Experimenting. Um, we'll move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, you're Moving fine. Uh, injustice for all. You know, you get great songs like Blackened, uh, Harvester mm-hmm. of Sorrow, uh, yes. the, the Shortest Straw, uh, One, which was their very first music video, their biggest breakout. That was their and, breakout. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the best music videos. Um, Dyer's Eve, you know, there, there's some wonderful, great songs and it's great. And it's very progressive, very prog metal, which is, was a little different for them. Uh, they knocked on it with a different album that we'll get to later, but it's a great record, but the lack of bass guitar and the kind of crappy production in that respect knocked it down a couple pegs for me. I really would have loved to hear Jason Moore, And if you want to hear what it would sound like with bass, on YouTube, there somebody got the stems from the album because they did a Guitar Hero yeah. and Rock Band and stuff, and all yeah. the songs from yeah. Justice for All were done on it, and they made mm-hmm. a new mix with Jason's bass, and it sounds oh, awesome. Cool. The out they renamed it to Injustice for Jason. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So are you saying that your chart um the the listing on the you know the where it's at on the chart would this be 
higher if the bass was in there and the production was better? I think so, yeah. I'm really surprised that this album really, though, I'm still holding up Metallica's Injustice for All, um, was, you know, mixed by Steve Thompson and Michael Barbier. I know how to say this, now I can't. Barbiero? Yeah, that's how it is. Barbiero. Those two guys are very well known, along with the other ones that we know of with Steve L. What, you know, that guy that you're talking about that you know that Steve Alge or whatever his name is? I can't know. Chris Lord Algae? Yeah, but is there a Steve too? Or no, there's a Steve Lillywhite. No, Steve Lillywhite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so what I was saying was that these guys that mixed this album, that's what I'm surprised about because they're not known for that. I don't know why there's no talk about them because they're the one that mixed the album. Maybe they were told to mix it like that on purpose or whatever, but yeah, this would be such a better album if you could hear bass. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um. Next up, number five, Hardwired to Self Destruct. Okay, I'm um, lifting it up and showing the yes. weird cover. That's a. That's not the cover. There you go. Yeah. Um, a lot of Metallica fans yes. again. Oh, you got it closed. Weird. A lot yeah, of a lot hey. of Metallica fans crap on this one too, but there you go. But like, yes, there's some great like songs. That I still listen to this album a lot. Um, Halo on Fire is great. Atlas Rise, um, uh, Man Unkind, like Am I Savage? Like, there's some really, really, really great metal in here. But again, yeah. groove metal, and it's just it's really well done. <laughs> It's really yeah. good. I really felt like this one was kind of like a heartback. Who who produces Bob Rock? Did Bob Rock do this? No, uh, Greg Feidelman. Oh, I don't know that guy. Is. He but, was Rick Rubin's engineer slash mixer. Okay, you can tell. You can tell. Yep. So why is it? Is it? Do they both come up to be too long for just one CD? Yes. This is two CD. Okay. Hardware is pretty lengthy. Um, because they're only, I think they said like they're like 35. Well, the one I was looking at was like 35. If they're 40 a piece, then they'll still be able to fit because they can fit up to 80 minutes on a disc these days. On I'm a CD, saying. yeah. yeah. But maybe not even maybe back then. But at that, point, at, at that point, um, they divide them evenly. So it's not like yeah. 12 songs on oh. one disc and two on the other, you know? Right. The only reason I say this, the reason I'm bringing this up, I know it's a very futile little stupid kind of a thing but i almost felt like how the only thing that you hate about records is having to get up and flip it over and mm-hmm. do all the work to go listen to more music i like to now we've been you know pampered and such throughout the cd generation that we can listen to a whole album in its entirety in one sitting and so I didn't like that part. That's the only, I mean, that has nothing to do with the music. I just thought that was irritating. I'm like, oh, man, I got to listen to the other half and I had to get up out of my chair and go put the other one on. But the yeah. music, that's what's uh, important. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of someone that I really liked. Um, was there another country-ish one on this one? No. Almost like a, or a slow. No, that's the, that's, again, like a, that's in a couple albums, but no. Um, like an unforgiven no. kind of thing on here? No. 
That's in a couple albums. Um, I know, but I just, I don't know. Cause I listened to this one last night, but I also listened to two or three other ones. So yeah. it's confusing. It's confusing. Uh, number four. We're up yes. to the top four now. We're on the top four. Yes. Next up, number four, Ride the Lightning. Oh, uh, I was wrong. Okay. I Ride love, the Lightning. I, I love the yes. intro riff to Ride the Lightning. I, yes. I mean, there's that album is such a different album than kill them all in all the best ways. There's choruses. Mm-hmm. That's I a know. weird thing. I mean, but you have great songs like ride the lightning and uh, yes. for whom the bell tolls creeping death, uh, fade to black call of Cthulhu. Fade like, to black. Yeah, yeah. There's so many great songs and the, the mix is good. Um, James is starting to sing now and like it's, it's just a great record trapped under ice. Like every, uh, this album along with the, the, the next, well, the next, all the rest of them. I love every song. Yeah. Yeah. Every song is great. Every song is great. I think I would have put this at three. If we're mm. looking at what we have left, but mm. this is, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. Cause at this point it really don't matter. Cause they're all pretty good at here at the end here. So yeah. in the last quarter or whatever we're at. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, number three, produced okay. by produced by the legendary Rick Rubin, mixed by Greg Feidelman, who then went on to produce their next al- two albums, Death Magnetic. I really like this one when now, this came out. I really did. Yeah, like I really did. I re- Saint Anger was before this, and everybody was like, "Well, that's the end of Metallica. They're not metal anymore." Yeah. Well, so much for our favorite band. And then they come out swinging with Death Magnetic. And for yeah. me, the Rick Rubin. That... Oh, go ahead. Rick Rubin is perfect for producing for them. Because mm-hmm. if you want that real metal, because he did a lot of Slayer stuff. Like, yep. He was a producer for Slayer, pretty much. And so, he produced you know, the final knows... uh, Black Sabbath album, too. Yeah, so he knows about rock and metal and stuff. He likes all kinds. You know, he can do the Beastie Boys. LL Cool J, Jay Z, and Metallica, and Eminem. That that is gotta be that is gotta be one of the and then interview for a whole series with Paul McCartney. So you know, and, I think that this he might be my uh, he might be my hero. And all the Johnny Cash American recordings. Oh my Tom, god! Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Tom Petty, all that stuff. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers' entire discography from Mother's Milk on, or no, from Blood yeah. Sugar Sex Magic forward. So yeah, Metallica yeah. pairing with Rick Rubin, when I heard they were doing that, I'm like, this is going to be good. And then yeah. the day that never comes was the first single that came out and it was great. And it, there had a part that just thrashed in the middle and it was great. But the song on the album, Unforgiven three, which is the other Western East on one you're talking about. That's yeah. Unforgiven three is so good. And the Judas That's, kiss yeah. is one of my favorites mm-hmm. on there, but the song I always throw at people that has said Metallica is not metal anymore and they don't have anything since cliff, all that I, I play, I say, listen to all nightmare long. Mm-hmm. That song mm-hmm. is metal at, uh, at mature audiences. That song is metal as fuck. It yeah. is heavy as hell yes, it is. has yes. an amazing metal breakdown in the middle and the ah. music video the music video is heavy metal as hell. It is creepy and unsettling and just ugly and grungy. And it's, it's, 
but it's everything that's great about Metallica in one mm-hmm. song. Can I, just, I want to say it like this. Get goosebumps Yo, talking about for sure. it. Yeah. I, I know I can, I can hear it. I can hear it. But I just want to say like this one along with the, other, the next two, I just want to say they all to me have a different sound, almost in a different yep. uh, age of their career or whatever. Yeah. If you're going like the beginning, middle and end, if we're breaking it down like that, we got the first, we got the perfect three. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I that, agree. For that purpose. Yep. So, yeah. So I'm thinking like, you know, just, I feel like by listening to all these songs to me, and I know the music is a huge deal, but I think some of these uh, suffered from production and which made me just feel like, God, man, if this sounded better, it would sound better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that sounds stupid, but if it sounded no. better, yeah, maybe the music would sound better. Uh, maybe some of the, the melodies would come through better. Kind of I thing, agree. You know? I agree. So that's why, you know, so that's, that's why, why that's um, why justice for all was lower is yeah. that same reason. Well, yeah, that's why kill them all is at the bottom, this, you know, and this is, this is perfect. Like I said, if you want to go, like I said, he produced Slayer and, and heavy metal bands. So him working with this band in a thrash, you know, setting his production is so dry anyway, you know how Rick Rubin's yeah. dry. So you're hearing every, everything you're not going to hear a lot of reverb and a lot of echo shit going on. You're going to hear the instruments like they're playing live. And even if it wasn't live, you're going to hear it. Like it sounds like it's live with Rick Rubin, you know? So that's, that's why to me, this album along with the great songs and the great production is yeah. In my top three, we'll, we'll say our top three is pretty much the same for sure. Our top four. Yeah. Or no three. You're right. I can math. You're right. You're right. My bad. You're right. Um, top three. Yeah. Number two. Now these last two are as controversial as the first two. Many people Mm -hmm. have different opinions. And again, I said, I was only going to talk about it once, but whatever. I lied. This is our opinion. This is just what we like. Subjective. All music is subjective. Number two, master of puppets. I'm showing the cover. Master of Puppets. I gotta say that, yeah, is a masterpiece. I just, I gotta say that when I was DJing and playing like with in between your band that would play on with Crop Circle and you know mm-hmm. different other bands and people would want me to play metal in between. I'm telling you, I'm looking at all the songs on here. I played every one of these songs. Yeah, oh, there's there's only eight, but I played every one of these songs. A couple of instrumental, whatever. Is that instrumental on here? Uh, Orion. Orion. Orion Orion is, yeah. So I played every song on here, including Orion. So, like, that doesn't really mean anything. I'm just saying there's a lot of good songs on there. There really are. There's a lot of good songs on here. Master Puppets, Battery, Sanitarium, uh, Leper Messiah is one of my favorites on the record. And it wasn't even a single. Mm -hmm. Lars counts the five count. It's weird. One, two, three, four, five. It's weird, but, but and it's Cliff Burton at his best, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's yes. got amazing guitar harmonies in solos between Kirk and mm-hmm. James. The Master of Puppets dueling guitar solo thing, oh, it gives me chills every time. Um, yes. It is a masterpiece of an album. And an amazing snapshot of where the band was in that era. If you wanted to find the Cliff Burton era of Metallica, 
Master of Puppets is your album. Now, Ride it the is. Lightning is great, but Master of Puppets yes. is just amazing. And it's getting a new resurgence now, thanks to crazy, thanks to uh, Stranger Things. Um, yes, yes. So great, great masterpiece of a record. And Brett's iPad fell Hello. for those of you watching at home. So I'm here. We we finish off our list, and everybody knows because there's only one album left. Uh, what is it? What would it be? The top album. Got it. There it is. The self-titled it's album. Glare. You can't. Affectionately referred to as the Black Album by the fans, Metallica yeah. self-titled album Metallica is, in my opinion, and yours as well. For sure. By yours, I mean the Hitman's, not people listening. It is, in my opinion, the greatest piece of work they've ever made it to is. date. To me, in my opinion as well. Me too. Yes. Every Doesn't song, yeah. every song, is masterfully orchestrated arranged produced mixed performed it literally contains the greatest guitar solo kirk hammett has ever recorded in my opinion which is the unforgiven mm-hmm. that yes. guitar solo that guitar solo is what guitar solos should sound like yeah you know what i mean yeah and mm-hmm. there's a great video online and it's from this thing called the year and a half of the in the life of which talks about the making of the black album and Kirk was drew it, trying all these solos and just doing the, 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 the what you call the bumblebee guitar and all the yeah, wheedly yeah. deedly crazy sweep picking and all that crap. <laughs> and, and Bob Rock keeps go, making fun of him. And he's like, yeah, all right, well, yeah. now that you warmed up, can you play the solo already? And Kirk's like, well, I did. Right. He's like, no, you didn't. And he does it again. And it's the uh, same kind of crap. And finally he goes, come on, guitar player of the year. Because he got ranked oh, yeah, as yeah. guitar player of the year that year. And Kurt got that. so yeah. mad that he ripped yeah. one more solo, and that's the solo that's on the record. Yeah. He got him so wor- worked up, you know, to get him to and, get a good take, you know? And every song, even even the songs that weren't the hits, and there were hits. Because you had Interstellar. You know, you had yeah. Sad But True. You had A Wolf and Man. You had Wherever I May Roam. You had Nothing Else Matters. Like, it just, mm. anyway, you're at. You ever you wonder, though, would you ever wonder why it is that people have mediocre success and whatever, and there's some okay songs, whatever. Then you have this album where, like, seven out of the 12 songs are hits. Yeah. You know, how, why is it? But they go from one album where they have like, you know, there's a couple of good radio friendly songs on there or whatever to having this. I, I can where tell you the secret. Comes from? The, secret the secret is a producer. Well, yeah. Metallica for sure. for was sure. self-produced for four records. Bob Rock saw them at a concert and said, you guys haven't put on a record what you're capable of yet. And he, and he talked them into being their producer and they went in the studio and Bob Rock and the wonderful thing a producer does, he is the one that's not afraid to tell you when what you're doing is sucking. Yeah. And Bob yeah. knew how to produce this band for, let me think, one, two, three, four albums after that. Okay, can I ask you if if you're saying that? Can I ask a question then? Yeah. How come he didn't tell him on this thing? How come he didn't say anything on this one, man? 
He didn't tell him about the bass uh, or Saint, the drum. Uh, Saint Anger, yeah. Him? Saint Anger, man. I'm holding Saint Anger up wrong way. No, but, you're, okay. you're the right way the so, last time. You're right. Okay, it looked wrong. Yeah. It looked wrong. I don't know why. But so, yeah, why is that then? If, well, Bob Rocket, he ain't their producer anymore, is he? I mean, don't you think Bob Rock would have <laughs> said, like, man, that's, that's cool on, like, two or three songs, but I don't know, like, every one of them. Okay, I I'm think, done. I'm, I'm writing on that one no, too much. No, no, you're I'm fine. I that. think what happened... Metallica, if you've seen the movie Some Kind of Monster, they made a lot of goofs. They had that stupid therapist that really was kind of a turd. And they had Bob playing on the record, so Bob kind of became a yes man in some ways. But for the Black Album and Load and Reload, Bob, production-wise, brought out things in that band that nobody knew existed. And and the Black Album not only yielded some of their biggest hits and stuff they still play to this day, it brought a whole world of people into the world of heavy metal. Once yeah. again, pioneering a genre. Now, yeah. Kill 'Em All was the invent, kind of the invention of thrash metal in some respects. But the Black Album was the pioneering of mainstream metal. And I was going to say, is it called pop metal? I was going to call it no, pop metal. No, I wouldn't call it but, pop yeah, because yeah. it's still dirty and grungy and, you know, it's still metal. Yeah. You're true. But sad but true. Yeah, that makes sense. Holier Than Thou is so metal and, like, ah, it's a great. Nothing else matters. Yeah. Nothing which else El- matters. Which, I love that song, man. Which last year, Elton John on Howard's turn said, Nothing Else Matters is one of the greatest songs ever written. That is cool. When Metallica did Elton their John interview, yeah, they had they were promoting the the 30th anniversary of the Black Album. They had Miley Cyrus on there to do Nothing Else Matters with them, and Howard surprised oh, yeah. them with Elton John because they didn't know That's Elton cool. was calling in, and he said that. And you look over, and James is crying because Elton <laughs> John, who is a hero to literally every musician in the world, just said that their song is one of the best songs in the world. <laughs> What, what do you do to that? that? What do you do with that? You couldn't know what I mean? even imagine that. Um, what I wanted to ask is maybe, um, I don't know if we're wrapping up here soon, but one yeah. thing that I wanted to ask is, I want to I wanna just touch on this because it's always been a thing with me, is the, the sellout thing that people oh, get irritated God. about. Yes. Because I feel like this is the one, if you're going to say they sold out, this would be the one where it happened, right? But here's what I'm thinking. Like, this is what they want. They want the most amount of people that they can have to even not and just love them, but to be able to hear their music. And when you do that, you're going to have to be a little bit like we're talking about, maybe just a little bit mainstream or yeah. a little bit. You know, a lot of times you don't have to compromise. They come to you and they already did that one time mm-hmm. by, by inventing, you know, fresh metal. Yeah. But so they already did that once. So, you know, if, I'm gonna give them a break if they just want to ride it out for a minute. They invented a genre. Right. Go ahead and give them a yeah. give them some music that like the the mass majority is going to be able to hear because yeah. it's going to be on videos for the younger people. It's mm-hmm. going to be on classic rock radio along with the you know with the with sort of fifty year olds going to be able to hear it too. Yeah, you know, so you know this was for all. It, it reached a lot of different um, age groups. You know, and I know there's a lot of different um, styles. I mean, for for production, Bob Brock has always had a certain style to me. Yeah. You know, yep. he's like, he is like, to me, 
he is what uh, Mutt Lang was to ACDC. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. their guy. He's what, this, he's what, he's what, uh, these guys. he's what Daniel Lenoir was to you too. Yeah. You know and what I mean? That's what, you know, I'm sure that, you know, they were what, liking Phil the success was to Billy Joel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quincy was to Michael. Right. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, it's, you know, people will talk crap about it, but it just Jason, bums me out. It Jason, bums me out. Jason Newsett had the best reply to it and was on the Metallica behind the music. He said, I they said, what do you, you, what do you call it when people, what do you think when people call you a sellout? He goes, are we sellouts? Yes. We sell out every single night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They found a yeah. recipe that worked and in, at the end of the day, they're happy they're making stuff that makes the largest, the larger majority of their fans happy and they get to keep creating music that they love. So where's the, where's the downside? You know what I mean? Speaking of that, we're going to do discography on Nickelback next time. And then after that, we're going to get gonna into Barry Manilow's. And then right after that, I think we should do a double back to back with Creep. Man, all three of them. Um, oh, how about we just put them all together? Creed, Nickel Creed. Who else is there? There's Nickel, Nickel three, Creed, three, Creed, three, Nickel. Three days third. theory of a Nickel Seatherback, Terry. Creek. Day, I don't know. <laughs> they all sound the same. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're not doing that next episode. So we we. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. So we uh, we hope you enjoyed our our uh, rundown of Metallica here. Uh, I'm a humongous fan, as, as obvious, and I thank you, Brett, for entertaining my uh, wacky I'm, idea. I'm a, I, I am a, um, what do you call that? Probably a, a couch. No, what do you call that when you're just kind of a casual listener? Yeah, but you know, I bought them for that's work, a, but I listen to them, and I, you know. But that's why this is cool because you offer a different viewpoint than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes it, yes, you know, a conversation. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, so there you have it. Our list of 12 Metallica albums ranked in what we believe is the way we would rank them. I'll put it up on screen for those of you watching. Um, and that's going to do it for our episode today. We hope you go check out the new album, 72 seasons, drop a comment in the, uh, section of comment section. Let us know what you think of our list, uh, what you think of the new album. And uh, hopefully we didn't make too many Metallica fans mad with our rankings. But, you know, at the end of the day, music is subjective and there's something there for everybody, man. True that. True that. So until next time, my name is Todd Gilbert. And I'm Brett Fortney, the hitman. And we will see you all on the flip side. Toodles.